Are you hanging out with butter knives or samurai swords? You know about the power of relationships, but we're going to dive into the importance of having vulnerable, authentic conversations with those you're running life with on today's brand new Compete Everyday podcast with my friend, Aaron Walker. Let's go. My name is Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and this is the Compete Everyday Podcast, a show designed to encourage and equip you with the tools to build a winning mindset so you can build your winning life. Text PODCAST to 972-945-9113 to join our Morning Motivation Club and visit CompeteEveryday.com for past podcast episodes and to learn more about our resources and gear for ambitious people who are ready to start winning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Competitor Nation. I'm so glad you're here. My guest today, Aaron Walker, has built and sold multiple companies since the late 1970s. He is a professional coach today and runs one of the larger men's masterminds in the country. And we dive into the importance of relationships. You've heard me say it time and time again, how we can't hang out with butter knives if we want to be sharp leaders, but we got to be hanging out with samurai swords. And Aaron talks about that. He talks about how, as a leader, we've got to be pursuing purpose in our work because if we're only pursuing financial gain, we may look up one day and realize we don't have anybody to spend that financial gain with. We don't have anybody to celebrate with. And he talks about what a pivotal turning point he had in his life on two different occasions where it just changed everything for him. So we dive into Aaron's uh, relationships, his life, and why he's on a mission now to help connect men to understand what's in their control and use it to continue advancing to make the biggest impact possible. It's a great conversation. Aaron is someone I connected with years ago and just continues to bring a authentic, genuine, and encouraging self to every engagement. And so I'm incredibly excited that you're going to get a chance to meet him today. As we dive into the show, I want to encourage you as always to join our Morning Motivation Club. Even better, I want you to join our leadership group in that club. Not only will you get the free text messages one or two mornings a week, but you're going to get an additional leadership thought from me throughout the week, something to challenge you as a leader, something to think about, or something you can implement this week with your team. And the only way you can get plugged in is to text the word LEAD, L-E-A-D, to 972-945-9113. That's text the word LEAD to 972-945-9113. You'll be automatically opted into that and start getting better with the rest of our leaders in Competitor Nation. Now, let's get into today's show. I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, Aaron Walker. Hey, Jake, man, are you doing well? You holding things down there in Texas? Man, I, I am doing well, as I imagine you are there in Tennessee. I, I got to ask to kind of kick things off because today's really kind of a full circle for me. Funny enough, we have met, as I shared offline, right before I ever started down this path of speaking and writing, we met at Social Media Marketing World, and I just loved your spirit. Like you really have a spirit for anyone that's met you of helping other people and, and guiding them. And so today's conversation is really exciting because we have a lot of mutual friends in common. And I've gotten to watch you over the years uh, as you put out just 
phenomenal videos. And so what I'd love to kick off with for me, just out of curiosity is who inspires you? Like for somebody who's always inspiring and wanting to help others, where are you getting your, your energy from? Yeah, man, that's a great question. And uh, I don't know that I've ever been asked that question. Uh, you're taking me back and it's kind of hard to take me uh, off my feet, but I think you almost did. I've got a handful of guys personally, it's in my inner circle that really inspire me. Alan Lindsay, Hugh Morris, Chris Freeman, Dan Miller, Dave Ramsey, uh, Ken Abraham. Uh, some of those guys really, really inspire me because they're solid to the core. I've known many of them for multiple decades, some of them four and five decades. And as a result of that, I know they're quality people. One of our mutual friends, Grant Baldwin, is another one that we meet with uh, monthly, and I have been for years. Grant's a real inspiration to me, also with the Speaker Lab. Uh, yeah. These guys, the reason they inspire me is because I know that uh, they're true through and through. I mean, these guys, there's no facade. Uh, they let the veil down. They are very vulnerable and transparent with me in every walk of their life, whether it's personal, professional, spiritual, it doesn't matter. Uh, they are who they are. And they are when the lights are on. They are when the lights are off. They're the same person. And that's what really inspires and motivates me. It's not the guy that's all hype and he's all good and everything is great. And it's the four hour work week. And my life is spent on the beach in Honolulu. You know, I'm like, okay, I want to talk to the guy that's fighting with his wife tonight because they can't make a decision on their child. And the guy that has some cash flow issues because his business is growing. Like, I want to talk to these guys that are really doing life at a high level uh, and they've got real problems that they're working on and they're willing to share it with you. So when you get to that core of the person, uh, that's inspirational to me. So I, I want to ask you about that because those relationships aren't cultivated overnight. You talked about, yeah. you know, you've had some of these relationships for decades. I feel yeah. like we can get caught in a trap. Uh, when we're kids, a lot of our friends are just who we hang out with, who we go to school with, who live around us. And as we get older, a lot of people, I think, continue on that path of who's just around them. And they don't intentionally seek out the right types of relationships. How did you start to cultivate some of these lifelong relationships mm -hmm. in your life? And yeah. what advice do you tend to give people that are starting to realize that real valuable relationships require intentionality and in starting? Yeah. Yeah. My mom was a real catalyst in this, even when I was a child. Uh, growing up, she was talking about the value of getting to know people intimately and how that's going to serve you well long term. And oftentimes there's transactional relationships. And my personal belief is that the transaction will happen if you'll build the intimate relationship on the front end. And so our first core value is relationships matter most. And when you think about that, whether you're selling a widget or providing a service, at the end of the day, we deal with people, right? At the end of the day, that's who we're dealing with. And so when you cultivate these relationships and you're trying to add value, you're trying to give more than you're trying to sell, uh, I've always seen it come back in multiples of 10 compared to what I was giving because I showed the person on the front end that I was trying to add value. I was trying to look out for your best interest. Now, don't hear me wrong. I want to grow my business and I want to do those things like everybody, but isn't it a lot more enjoyable when you do it in a fashion that is uh, beneficial for both parties? And oftentimes we go into these relationships just trying to get out of the relationship where well, we can, we move on to the next person and you form a reputation that way, you know, and eventually it catches up to you. Nobody wants to be around that type of individual. 
But when you get around somebody and they say, Hey man, Jake Thompson is the real deal. Like the guy cares. He's interested. He's not just trying to take you down the road. He's interested in your family. What's going on with you personally. And you can trust this guy. When, when you have that kind of introduction, it just forms this impression of that person that you want to be around them. You want to help them. I introduce so many people that I can't even get back to all the people that I'm getting introductions to because I'm a connector. I'm constantly connecting people, right? Because I want them to win. And as a result of that, we win at a high level also. And so I think it's just looking out for that person being the giver and not the taker. Yeah, I would imagine that reframe is really important. And one of the things as I shared that I saw you post on Facebook this morning is, is reframing the attitude around work. And as a yeah. business owner, a leader, not just sure. working to get to that stopping point of selling, retiring, but reframing how you see work. And that process of reframing how you see work and probably how you see relationships in a professional sense take time. How do you encourage, especially the, the men and leaders in your community, to slowly start to flip that switch. Because if you've done it for years, one way where you're looking out for you, or you're trying to look at this transactionally, it's hard to build that new habit immediately. It takes reps and time. And so how do you tend to encourage your guys to do that? Well, let's go back for a second. And let me give you the catalyst behind that video that you're referring to. Yeah. I remember as a young man started my first business at 18 years old, that was 44 years ago. Uh, I remember working day and night, uh, Robin and I got married two weeks out of high school. And so we've been together a long time. And I remember the challenges financially. I remember the isolation that was involved in ownership of a business. I remember the cash flow crunch that came. I remember the recessions that came. I remember the grueling hours that you had to work in order to be successful. And what happens, you develop this callousness towards your business because you're trying to do everything yourself, right? You haven't understood the process of it's not the how, it's the who, getting the right people to help you be successful. It's grinding it out, not building the systems and the processes to build your business in a functional way that can make money while you're asleep, you know, or while you're on vacation. And it's doing it yourself rather than, so we fail to the level of our systems and most people want to just create the revenue. And they don't want to take the time to build the systems. I give anything, Jake, if I had the time to go over, right? If I could go over and redo it again, I would do it much differently. And here's what happens as a result of that. You become fatigued. And then once you become fatigued, all you want then is out. You just want to stop. You're just looking for the life raft. You're just looking for somebody throw me something to save me. And oftentimes it's, I'll go do this other thing. I'll get out of this and see, you can't run from that. If you're always running from something rather than to something, it's never going to work out for you. What I wish someone had introduced me to years ago that I've been introduced to even recently as the past two years is a sabbatical. And when I say that word, people are like, there's no way, there's no way I could take a sabbatical. Well, then quite honestly, you don't own a business. You have a high paying job. If you can't take some time off in order to rest and recuperate and rejuvenate and really get a sense of bearing, uh, you're always going to be looking for an opportunity to stop and to quit. And so that was the impetus behind the video this morning is like, if you're just working every day to make enough to stop, you need to reevaluate what it is that you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish. 
I, I love that from a sense of, I feel like we always can get caught in that, that trap. We're running from something. We're we're trying to escape it versus running to. And there's a there's a lot of push and pull there. It's funny. There was a scientific study recently that talked about you need, in some instances, the cat. If you're the mouse, the cat chasing you just a little bit. Sure. But what you really need is the cheese yeah. and the goal and the purpose of what you're pursuing yeah. to really pull you forward. What I'm curious, I actually am, am curious about kind of some of the early stages of your journey. I, I've gone through it in, you know, my relationship, my wife and I have been together going on eight years or now, um, nine years together, been married for eight years. And when we had met, I was coming or getting ready to come off my best year yet from our original business to one of my worst. And the mental toll it took on me was brutal. Um, mentally, it was my lowest of periods. And I remember my wife too, because our marriage, we were early married. We weren't always on this, you know, you have the early marriage, you're still getting to know each other. We'd only known each other three years. How did you and, and your wife, because you've been together for quite some time, how did y'all get through that roller coaster of entrepreneurship together, just life together um, successfully? Yeah. Here's the thing uh, 43 years this coming June, right? We're recording this in April in uh, 2023. And uh, in June, it'll be 43 years together, 45 years. Uh, childhood sweethearts, right? And two weeks after she graduated, uh, we got married. So uh, it's it's been difficult, quite honestly. And I don't want to sit here and tell you, hey, man, it's been a smooth ride for 45 years. You know, it hasn't. Uh, there's been some real peaks and valleys. And you've been married eight years. Uh, you've yep. got some real peaks and valleys ahead of you as well, right? They're coming. The thing for Robin and I is that we we have always been open in our communication and willing to share I remember as a child hearing my mom and dad fuss and fight and argue and holler and leave and slam doors. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm just not going to live that way. And when Robin and I disagree, Jake, it's just like you and I are talking now. This is the way we argue. And I think it's ridiculous that we're adults and we hollering and screaming and slamming doors and cussing and yelling. And I'm like, that is ridiculous. The first reason is you'll always say things that you'll regret. Yep. So you're going to spend an inordinate amount of time making up for the things that you said in the heat of the battle. So if you can learn to fight to resolve instead of to win, I think it'll serve you really well. And so sit down and present your feelings and the way that you're trying to accomplish a commonality or a common goal that you're trying to reach and even own it. If you're being selfish, just say, I need this. Like, this is something I need emotionally. This is something I need mentally. This is something I need physically. Like, I desire this. Now, whether that's wrong or right, we'll get to that in a minute. But this is the way I'm feeling currently. And Robin will do the same thing. And oftentimes, you know, she won't see it my way because she's a woman and I'm a man. We see things differently. But then at the end of the day, we'll take some time off. We're like, hey, we, we don't need to go any further with this because I feel myself becoming more agitated or I'm unclear, maybe we need more data, but it's, listen, we can control ourselves. And I'll give you a prime example. There was a young man I was coaching in our iron sharpens iron mastermind. And he said, yeah, I go in there and rip her head off. And I say this and I get mad and I start yelling at her. And I said, you know, it's funny because you don't do that with me. And he said, no, I don't. I said, well, that tells me that you can control yourself. He said, yeah, I can. I said, you do that because you think you can get away with it. 
And what you're doing is hurting the person that you love the most because you think you can get away with it. And so I think there has to be an inordinate amount of respect uh, for one another and not take advantage of the situation because you're married. And so I think it takes a lot of work to really respect that person. Here's the other thing that I've learned. We get married, we fall in love with somebody that's beautiful, and then we spend the next five years trying to change them rather than letting them be themselves and respecting that and honoring that. And so I would just suggest that you not go in and try to change and mold everyone for your selfish desires. The other thing is uh, Robin and I both are believers. We're Christians by faith. And so the common denominator for us is Christ. And oftentimes we can't reach uh, a settlement on our own. And so we've got a Christian counselor, Floyd Dawson's his name for 20 years. We'll go to him and say, Hey, we've reached an impasse. There's a fork in the road. It's related to how we raise our children. I've got two adult daughters. I've got five grandchildren. Uh, you know, we've got financial uh, discussions that we have and like we see things differently because we have different filters, right? We were raised differently. Uh, she was raised by one set of parents, I different. And so we see things differently. She's got a lot more brothers and sisters than I do, you know, and so that's a variable. And so having a third person, listen, we even go when things are good because I don't want to miss something, right? It's like, hey, I know there's going to be another fork in the road later, and maybe you can help us resolve this. So we're very proactive in our relationship, not reactive. And so I just want to try to hit things off before it gets too bad. No, I love that. My best friend, I'm, I'm an only child, so he's the closest thing I have to uh, a brother, told me when he got married, he and his wife go for like every six months for a checkup. They'll go sooner if there's a, a challenge, sure. there's an issue you work through, but they have a counselor they go see. Sure. And he said, I treat it like going to the doctor. Like you go yeah. to the doctor sometimes if you're fine because you need an annual checkup, physical. Like sometimes sure. we need to discuss things and make sure. And then sometimes there's specific challenges. So having that third party. And that's something we've been very proactive with uh, really around year two, around that 2017, we started going to see initially at that time to work through conflict. And then yeah. now just kind of check-ins and touches just to make sure on the same page. You mentioned two things there I want to dig on a little bit. The first was that the individual was like, you know, he loses the temper with the wife and, and you said, you know, we, we believe we can get away with it. So we yeah. do it. Where, where, how do we encourage people to shift their mindsets from, knowing they can get away with something and choosing not to versus knowing they can get away with something and just doing it because it's easier. Yeah. Well, here's the, the bottom line is that we do that because we can get away with it is being very insensitive to the person that you're having the disagreement with. It's really a sense of disrespect. Uh, I respect Robin uh, as much or more than anybody. And she's the partner that I've signed up for life with. Why would I disrespect her by showing a sense of anger or throwing a tantrum or walking out or saying hurtful things to her that here, here's the thing, Jake, and you know this as well as I do, you can take it back and you can apologize, but it leaves a scar. And you can only get away with that so many times, right? Yeah. And people in business have to bite their tongue all the time and they control it. You know why? Because there's financial uh, gains or losses on the line. And we respect that more than we do the relationship with our spouse. And I would just encourage you to look at it differently. Just say, Hey, I can make more money. 
right? I can go to other customers. I got one spouse and I've signed up for life for her. And so why would I want to disrespect her to the point of saying harmful things to win? See, a lot of people, most people, I don't know how many people, a lot of people, they fight to win. Yep. They, they want their side uh, to, to be honored. And rather than looking for the best solution for your family. And so Robin and I have really talked through that. And it's like, you know, selfishly, like I want this, I, I want to do this thing, or I want to go to this place, or I want to buy this thing. But is that best at this time for our relationship? Is that best for the overall vision for our family? Is this going to work out best in totality? Sometimes we do things and we've even got a certain amount in our budget that we say, hey, this is blow money for us. You don't owe any explanation. You go get massages, you go, you know, fish and you do, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> you do whatever you want. Uh, but the rest of it, we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to look at it and see if this is getting us to where we want to go. And that's the reason that we've created a vision. I created a program called Come As You Will Be. And it's where we look out three years ahead and we think, where are we going to be in three years? And then we reverse engineer it and we do these tasks every single day in order to accomplish that goal, personally, professionally, relationally, spiritually, and financially. So it's every area of our life we're really proactive in and looking at. So we're walking in lockstep. We're in tandem for the things that we want to do. Now, listen, it's heck getting there sometimes, right? You got to sit down. You're it's not like, a smooth road. I don't want to do that. I don't want to, you know, and you argue and you fuss and you get to a place where you go, okay, like I'm, I'm on board. And then man, it is so wonderful when you can uh, have the same vision and you're pulling for the same thing. And that really eliminates a lot of the discussion is because you do pre-planning. Robin you, said you, recently she wanted to do something and I said, okay, we've got some pretty major expenses. Uh, we can do that. But if we do, we can't do this. And she's like, well, okay, yeah, let's think through that. And we talk through it rather than getting to a point where I then say later, no, we're not doing that. And you're like, what do you mean we're not doing that? That's the reason communication is paramount and pre-planning and vision casting is everything. I, I can't agree more. That, that's been a, a big one for us is having that, that blow it budget for each of us. Do sure. your thing, do yours. Yeah. And then just talking about it, understanding like, hey, we can do this or we can do this. And right. we have to decide. So later, it's not that issue. You mentioned, I, I know you talked about a little bit the pillars and you've teased the Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind. So I want to talk about that. But the, the one thing I love about it, and I want to ask you about this, is the almost the buckets. You talked personally, financially, relationally. You've got five mm -hmm. buckets there. And it was a big deal, I don't know, a handful of years ago when Cheryl Sandberg from Facebook said, you kind of have to pick three. You can have family, a career, and good health, but you got to pick two of those three. You can't have all three. Yeah. Whereas you're like, hey, we want you to have a fulfilling life in these five areas. Yeah. Yeah. How do you balance where a lot of people don't believe you can have fulfillment in those five areas? They think you yeah. have to put, pick. You either have a great career, make a lot of money, or you can have a family. You can either be healthy uh, and have a family, but you're not going to have that great a career. How do you help people understand there's an abundance to it with the right game sure. plan. Yeah, I disagree completely with that comment. It's either or. And let me tell you what was the catalyst behind this mindset. When I was young, uh, 18 to 27, 
that's when I built my first business. And, uh, it was all about making more money. It was about opening more retail stores. It was about having a place on the beach, a bigger car, bigger house here. Uh, and then I went into my second business after I sold the first one and same mindset. And it was about accomplishing more, doing bigger things. We quadrupled the business. Uh, and I came home one day with a pocket full of money to a house full of strangers. And my wife looked at me and she said, uh, this is not what I signed up for. Like I'm taking the girls to cheerleading practice, to the ball games. Like, I feel like I'm living a single life and it really pissed me off. I was like, are you kidding me? Would you look around here? I mean, just look around here, look what we've got. And I started listing the things and she said, you know, none of that's important if I'm going to have to be here alone. And it was a wake up call for me, Jake. It was something that I was like, wow, man, she's serious. Like she doesn't have these kind of talks. She's dead serious about this. And I had to reorient my thinking. Rory Vaden wrote a great book called Procrastinate on Purpose. And what he talks about in the book is prioritizing your priorities. You see, there's not a such thing as work-life balance. We should be inordinately out of balance in five key areas of your life. Everything else will have to be set aside, but this is where I'm going to spend my energy on these five things. And I listed earlier the five things that I'm most interested in. And whatever I can get accomplished in that is the life that we're going to live. I'm not going to sacrifice my family any longer on the altar of finances or personal gain or um, gaining more titles or accolades or notoriety uh, at my family's expense. So I'm very regimented with the boundaries that we've built. And I'm going to work as hard as I can to accomplish those things within those time blocks. And if I can't do it outside of that, at the end of the day, I'll know I was well-rounded. Yeah, maybe I could have made more money, but I might have done it alone. And I tell businessmen every single day, yeah, you can make more money. You can do, you continue to set your spouse aside and set your, your kids aside. Like you come home and the little Billy says, I want to pitch ball, dad. Well, I'd like to, but I got to make this sales presentation uh, I've got this business call and I'd like to do that, but I can't right now. Eventually little Billy's going to find somebody else to play with. And then when you've got all that money and you've sold that business and little Billy's gone doing his own thing, uh, he's not going to have time for you. He's built his own life and see, here's the thing. We only get one go through with those kids. We don't get a do over and you can make more money. You can have more customers. You can start more businesses, but you only get one shot with your family. And so for me, that's priority. And I didn't see it when I was a young man, when I was in my 20s and 30s and even early 40s. And I hate to admit this, but it took a fatality accident with me running over and killing a pedestrian in 2001 that really got my attention. And what I discovered is that I had great success financially, but I didn't have any significance in my life. I took a five-year break after 2001. I didn't do anything because it rocked me to my core. And I really did deep soul searching and I figured out that I can continue to work as hard as I am, work these 18 hour days, have multiple houses, multiple businesses. But at the end of the day, I'm sacrificing my family to get those things. And I just elected not to do that. So now I've reoriented my thinking and I've built the boundaries. I've built the time frame, and this is what I'm going to accomplish together so that we're intact in our entirety with our family and the things that are most important to us, we do. And see, here's the thing. Money is just a tool. And we worship money. 
And we need to use it as a tool to live our life, not work to make more money. I want to ask you about that, but before I have you share a little bit more about the masterminds, I'm curious what advice you give for the men that maybe have missed that. Like their kids are grown. They've lost that opportunity for a relationship. They still have their spouse, but they're listening to this thinking like, yeah, I'd love to have known that 20 years ago, but what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. We can't undo it, right? You can't unspill milk, right? It's, it's, it's out. So what you can do now is uh, you can be a great grandfather, right? You can uh, go to your children, quite honestly, and I've had to do this and apologize. Just say, I dropped the ball. You need to own it first and foremost. And then you need to go out and possibly write a book, uh, do podcast interviews, do a blog, do a TED Talk encouraging other people not to make the same mistake as you. And quite honestly, it's very similar to what I'm doing today. I retired 12 years ago and I was going to be finished. And some of the fellow mastermind members uh, that were around me for a dozen years said, you're too young to do that. You need to coach and encourage. You've built successful companies. You need to teach other young men not to make the same mistakes as you, which in essence has created what we're doing today with View from the Top. Love it. So t- talk to me a little bit about your iron sharp and iron mastermind for yeah. guys listening that it may be a great fit for. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Uh, we, we have mastermind groups for those that don't know what that is. It's kind of like a, your own board of directors. It's like a peer advisory group. We meet virtually. We use the zoom platform. There's 10 men meeting in a group and the people that are our avatar are men that are faith forward, family first, small business owners that desire momentum. And if that's you, uh, we can help you. And then twice a year, we meet in person, once in April, once in October here in Nashville. Matter of fact, uh, we're recording this the week that we've got our live event. It starts this Thursday and runs through Sunday. And we've got 117 men coming in from five different countries that are going to be together from Thursday to Sunday. And we do master classes. We do breakout sessions. Uh, we do deep dives. We have speakers come in. Got a comedian coming in on Saturday night to entertain us, great food. And it builds that camaraderie like most men don't have because most men, quite honestly, Jake, are isolated. I was isolated for years and I discovered that isolation is the enemy of excellence. And if you really want to take your life to the next level, you've got to be in community. You've got to surround yourself with competent, capable people that can help you make decisions. And I don't know about you, Jake, but I have to make multiple decisions each and every day. And I subject myself to the scrutiny of these men and the counsel of the multitude is so important and it's helped me dodge a lot of landmines in my life. So every week now for 25 years, I've been involved in a mastermind group and it's just radically changed my life. Absolutely love it. So for anybody listening that's interested in that, that knows they're trying to do it alone. They need to get plugged in. Best place to send them would be viewfromthetop.com. Yeah, that's it. Just go there. All of our social media platforms are there. You know what I would suggest you doing if this sounds appealing to you is fill out the application. There's no uh, credit cards required. There's no commitment required. But what it does is it puts you in front of me for 45 minutes And we have an honest discussion, kind of like this podcast interview that we've just done. And we really hear your story. We hear what you're trying to accomplish. And if you think it's a good fit, great. If not, then, hey, I'll send you on your way or maybe give you some resources that would help you. But go to viewfromthetop.com. And I look forward to talking to many of you. 
Fantastic. Aaron, man, this has been a blast. Always an encouragement to talk to you. And I appreciate you coming on the show this yeah. week. It's been a blessing, man. We'll see you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with the team, drop us an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. And to find out more about our resources, content, and gear that will help you build that winning mindset so you better compete for your best life, visit competeeveryday.com.